In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success? Who defined it? Who decided that success was the goal instead of fulfillment? What happens if we shake up that definition? What if we make our own definition of success? My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and on this podcast, I'm going to dig deep into the real stories behind success. Join me as I interview other entrepreneurs who've climbed up Success Mountain and have come back down to share their stories so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and today I'm excited for you to join a uh, digitally marketer badass. That's right. We've got a, uh, a really nice guy joining us on the show today, David Schlosh. Now, he started as an entrepreneur from his college apartment. Man, that, that's kind of kind of the stories we want to listen to today because if you can start from your college apartment while you're going to school figuring out something and you're learning how to become what Forbes has quoted as an expert to watch, been featured on Entrepreneur, Business Insider, The Huffington Post. He's the founder of Convert ROI. I mean, you're just going to be in for a real treat. So I hope today you lock yourself into a place where you can take notes and really get to know the person you're about to listen to. Because uh, I, I was fortunate about two years ago to get a, a mutual introduction to David. And then from there, on multiple occasions, David just raised his hand and said, hey, how can I be of service? How can I help? And I'm honored. I got a chance to be on his show the other day, and now he's here today. He's he's also the author of a brand new book called The New MBA. Please welcome to the show, David. Thank you. Really appreciate being here. Hey, so uh, David, first and foremost, man, one question out the gate to get you started up your uh, journey to the top of Success Mountain. What is your definition of success? Being able to do whatever you want, however you want, whenever you want. So time freedom, would you say? Was that Would that Pretty be a good much. way of saying it? Yep, that would sum it up. Yep. Cool. And uh, you made the the uh, the journey from uh, Florida to Colorado several years back. Mm-hmm. Biggest difference that you've noticed, Florida to Colorado. The people are way nicer. <laughs> it's, it's, it's night and day. Uh, people here tend to want to collaborate, connect, work with you. Just, ba- just do whatever they can to be of service to you. And I, I was adapting that sort of philosophy a lot in Florida, which it's it's not – something that people are used to where it's someone's like, how can I help you? It's more of just like, go, 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 go. I'll figure it out on my own. And so coming over here, I just found a lot more people wanted to work with you. If you were brand new to the neighborhood, where do you want to go? What is it that you're looking for? Are there any restaurants you want me to recommend to you? Like they were giving me a variety of things up front before I even fully moved in. (laughs) It felt like I was already a part of the neighborhood. So yeah. No, I love that. That that reminds me a little bit about the neighborhood I grew up in in California and then moved to Colorado and realized, wow, garage doors are open. People are out like talking. They're like, hey, yeah. you want to borrow my weed whacker? Like, hey, you need help? Like, I'm happy to give you some garbage bags. And where like so many people in other places that I've lived, they just close the door when they come home. It's like five o'clock. I'm done. I don't want to talk to anybody. So yeah, pretty much. You're also a new father. Mm-hmm. Yep, so a father of a, a new book and the father of a, a baby. So let's talk about first parenthood because I think that's awesome. Uh, and then we'll dive into the show for you. What's it like being a father? Well, obviously it's a new experience. My kid's officially seven months old, right? As of this very moment. And it's a huge experience of like gratitude, happiness. It's a new level that I didn't know existed. 
in me personally, right? So I'm, I'm understanding what it's like to have time in the day and what it's like to not have time in the day, right? So when I have time to do things, I'm like, oh, I appreciate it a lot more. The fact that I can do this and, and have no distraction is rare. If this was four months ago, I'd be like, I can't be on a podcast for probably six months, right? So naturally, I'm appreciating time. I'm appreciating more of the people that I'm around because I'm also seeing how he's evolving, how he's interacting with people. And it's, it's just makes you feel incredibly happy every day. I see him grow. I see him interact. And I'm like, wow, that's a mini me. I can't, I can't say anything else other than that. How could you apply being a father to, you know, somewhat of a newborn to launching a campaign for somebody? There's got to be some like specific things that are very similar, right? Oh yeah. Um, So advertising is just like raising a kid. (laughs) (laughs) It's easy. Call it a day. Hey, we just signed the deal. David just said, quote, quote, um, you know, I came home from work three or four days ago and uh, my wife had made a post on Facebook or whatnot. She was looking for some cables to plug in a VCR. And I'm like, babe, A, that's ancient. Two, I don't even think people make those cables anymore. And if they do, where are you going to find them? Mm -hmm. Um, Quickly, one of my neighbors raised their hand and said, I have a pair. And so the last several nights we've been watching videos. And so I have a 21 year old Mm. and um, watched a video of him holding his little brother um, hearing him speak, watching him take his first steps, uh, just about a year. And then you just shared that story. It just really reminded me. It's like to enjoy the journey. Yep. So much of what we do is just hustle, 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 grind, 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 work more. And then you said something, and I hope that you catch yourself today. You hear this on the replay and you remind yourself for years to come. Like in the past, you'd be like, I don't have time for that. I'm, I'm book solid. Like I'm going to say yes to a podcast, but you said yes to you. And I think that's the greatest gift you've given yourself is making you a priority and realizing that all the stuff that you want to do in the world is going to be better when you make you first. Right. So mm-hmm. wanted, wanted to hold that back up and let you see the reflection a little bit of what I just saw was, um, how you, things have changed for you. But things are actually going to be better in the long run because you're now focusing on the right things, not just, hey, let's make some money. But you started out as a college kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what, what got your attention back in 2007, 2006 to say, hey, I want to go try this digital thing? Yeah, so even prior to 2007, from around 2004 through 2007, when I was in high school, at 03, 04, I was already digging into the world of finance, right? And this all ties in. So I was... I was stock trading in my dad's name in high school. Like I was doing it for him because I was always a numbers person. I would always get A's in, in math. It was like I would figure things out without studying. Mm. Like math was always my thing, which is a natural uh, you know, place to be in advertising. It's all numbers. It's looking at charts. Like a lot of that is in math. So I found myself looking at companies, you know, price to earnings ratios, how much revenue they're making. Like I was already in the business world in a way, but more from the investing side. So when I went into college, I thought, oh, you know, maybe I'll just, maybe I want to be an investment banker because I love trading. This sounds awesome. And when I went into college, I'm like, oh, wait, I still have to make money to live in this environment because I was running off of loans, lots of loans. And the only thing that I had paid for in cash was the laptop I had in order to do all my work. Everything else was through loans. And I didn't want to get, a regular job because I thought, well, I got a 18 hour or, you know, however many credit schedule that I'm doing here full to the brim. But I also go to the school, University of Florida, which at the time was the number one party school in the nation, which meant 
I was, it was a recipe of disaster waiting to happen. I just didn't know it yet. And so in that environment, I didn't take school very serious. I was actually already digging into the business world. I was on Google typing in like everyone else, how to make money online. And that took me down an eight hour journey. I'm no joke. Midnight to 8am didn't sleep of just looking at the search results, how to make money blogging, how to make money doing PPC, how to make money doing, you know, SEO, things like that. And the more that I dug into that subject, the more I realized like, oh, I want to do something online. Like investment banking sounds cool. It's lucrative. It's also one of the most stressful jobs you can have. I heard, you know, the stories of people working 80 to 100 hours a week and going crazy. But at the same time, I was like, I don't know anything about this online gig. So I'm just going to keep researching it. And I treated that experience as if I was going to school. I ended up flip-flopping the amount of time I was putting into my own, you know, research and development, so to speak, compared to what I was doing in school. So I didn't even graduate on time with everyone that I came into school with. I graduated about a semester and a half later because I was spreading it out, making sure that I would learn business, advertising, and all that good stuff along the way. So I remember that night, it was, you know, September of, you know, basically 07, around about a week or two prior to my birthday. And I was like, all right, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to test some things out. I don't know how much money it's going to cost me, but that's okay. I used probably about a thousand bucks from my college loans. And that's how I started my whole journey. The business was started off of loans. So, yeah. Being the financial guy, good thing or a bad thing to make that uh, $1,000 investment into yourself? To me, I looked at it and I went, okay, well, I'm going to take this away from something else that maybe I would have purchased that isn't really needed. So in, in my case, it was, I found myself buying a lot of, you know, I was going out to eat a lot with friends. I'm like, I'm going out way too much. But that's the, that was the culture at the time. It's like everyone goes out to eat every day or, you know, whatever. So I just told myself like, okay, if I don't go out, instead of going out five times a week, I go out twice. If I take the money from that. I just did the numbers. How many times do I have to not go out in order for this to equate to about a thousand bucks? It came out to something like over the course of three months, it would make sense, right? Just only go out a couple times a week and you're good. And so by doing that math, I'm like, great, whatever. I have plenty of a social life anyway. My roommates are cool. Like I don't need to be out every single day. So I'm just going to take the thousand bucks and see what I can do with it. Registered a business to the state of Florida and, you know, started buying a couple courses that were less than a hundred bucks a piece and just start applying anything that was uh, a, you know, quote unquote free tactic at the time, a lot of SEO, a lot of blogging, things like that. And was learning how to do that. I didn't even dive into paid ads until one of the things that I was implementing made money back. Once that started to make money, then I started applying it to PPC. And then that's how my holistic marketing career came to be. I'm like, oh, I know a little bit of all this stuff now. And that's when things started to really take shape. I love that. And, and, I, and I love the fact that you're just transparent, right? Everybody walks a little bit different journey with the same goal in mind. They want to be successful. I think most of us do at least what we want, but we want time freedom to do what we want with our friends and our family and, and not have to be, have the weight of the world on our shoulders. So when did Convert ROI get started? So Convert ROI is the second iteration of an agency that I had. So when I first started uh, back in college, I had a business called Rampify, right? And I had that for roughly about six years. And so from 07 to 2013, um, I was running local campaigns for businesses. We're talking like Google Places at the time before it was called Google My Business. It was Google Places, Google Maps. Um, I was doing local SEO, so ranking websites and things like that. And we would do PPC through Google 
Facebook didn't have much of a platform where we, you know, we were testing it out while it was available to us early on. And so Ramify was around for about six, seven years. And then when my partner at the time, I had a partner in college who's one of my good friends, we decided to go our separate ways because I wanted to keep going in the agency direction. He wanted to do something else. That's when I decided I'm just going to rebrand everything. And now it's going to be called Convert ROI because this is what I want it to be. And so essentially from 2013 onward, it's been Convert ROI, but it's all the same agency. Nothing changed other than the name. Hey man, sometimes all you need to do is change the name and the mindset <laughs> flips and everything else shifts and you're like, dang, I got something really, really good. Now yeah. now it's 100% you, you own it? Yep, all me. And what type of uh, structure do you have in your company for how, how many how many team members do you have? So seven team members and then myself. Uh, of course, we have some graphic designers that we work with on and off as well. So if you include them, we would be at about 11 people total. That's awesome. How much time do you spend working in the business Versus working on the business. Sure. Um, I used to work more in the business than on it, right? Which is, I'm I'm assuming, most people's uh, journeys along the way. So right now, I'd say I'm spending roughly about 25 to 30 hours in the business. And I can attribute that a lot to the COVID situation lately. Just making sure things are tied up and everything's looking good. I haven't had to fire anybody, which is always a great thing. And so I'm spending about 25, 30 hours in the business. And then when I'm working on it, I'm working an additional, probably about another 10 to 15 hours on that. And I say that because there's more marketing and advertising involved now in the business, promoting myself and the business than there was before. There's also the podcast I have, the book, all these things that I was neglecting, pushing away are now in, you know, coming to fruition and live. So there's a lot more things being worked on outside the business than inside the business. And it's actually helping the business quite a bit because now we have other ways that people can listen, learn, and evolve themselves with us. And so it's helping quite a bit in, in helping convert grow as, along with myself. So yeah, it's not as much inside doing all the ads like I was before. Uh, I handled 12 clients by myself before I start hiring people. And that's a lot of clients to handle by yourself. So once I found my tipping point, that's when I started hiring. Now, most of my clients are handled by the team and I only take on a couple accounts myself where, you know, I might have a vision for something and then I dive in there and then eventually pass it off to a, an ads manager that it's on my team. I love it. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break on the Beef and Phil podcast show. We're talking to David today and, you know, just here, just in just a short burst of time with him, you know, time freedom, something he's looking forward to having more time to, to work on the business, but also in the business as well, making sure his team is successful. He's got the right people, the right places doing what they need to be doing. Um, new father, new book, the new MBA. Uh, it's available on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yes, cool. It is. So we're going to get you to, to make sure that you guys go grab that book. And if you haven't checked out the new MBA podcast, make sure you do that as well. Any listener of mine, go be a listener of uh, David's and uh, leave him a review. Don't just like the podcast, leave a review, help him grow his podcast, build new audiences and reach even more people. We were chatting the other day. And one of the things that I love was just how easy David is to talk to. And you can tell when you get him going around the things that he's passionate about, it's going to be a great time. So make sure you uh, subscribe today uh, to that podcast. And we're going to be right back. So stick around. Today's special guest, David Schloss, right here on the Beef of Hill Podcast Show. Since Tony's taking a break, why don't we take one together? Or a different type of break than the break we might feel like we're taking right now. Whether you call it self-distancing, self-isolating, quarantine... 
Look, there's levity in almost any situation, and there's a lot of quarantine humor going around. Like in nine months, there'll be a whole new generation born called Coronials, who will inevitably grow up to be quarantines. And if you don't want a quarantine running around, well, maybe occupy your time in a different way by practicing curling. Just simply Swiffer in front of your Roomba. There you go. And we are back on the Beef and podcast show. Tony Grebmeyer, man, I, I don't know. I've been on a couple shows where we've gotten to the top of Success Mountain really, really quick. And then I was like out of breath. Like today, like David was running and I was like, hold on, man, let me catch up. And it reminded me a little bit of a journey I went on yesterday. I had an idea and a vision and a dream and got out on my mountain bike and we started going. And I, and I realized one thing, the GPS wasn't working on my buddy's cell phone. So the directions that we were given were a little off. And I have two options in there. I, I can complain and bitch and moan and say, screw this thing, this doesn't work. Or I can say, hey, let's just go with the flow. And the one thing that you got to realize about David, he's a go with the flow kind of guy. And when you when you have a vision about you know eight hours on your your Googler uh, you know back in September of '07 and you're like you know midnight till 8 a.m. Like, what can I be? What can I do? And then his answer today: time freedom. Now there's something that correlates between an idea and a vision, and just really at the end of the day, you shouldn't just get into something to get into it. You should have a goal in mind, something that you want the outcome to be. And I love the fact, David, that you just candid about time freedom because it's an often used uh, answer on the show, but a lot of people just throw it out there because it's kind of like, I don't know what to say. It's time freedom. I want to spend more time. And then COVID comes and you've noticed a big shift and a change. You launched a book, yep. you, know, you know, new baby, life is great, uh, increasing kind of the the team and clients. And the thing that I love most is that you said like you're launching things that normally you wouldn't have launched, mm-hmm. right? Are you having fun now versus let's say seven, 10, 11 months ago? I know that business is fun. Making money is fun. Yeah. But when you look back in the last, you know, so many months of your life, you having fun. You like the guy you see in the mirror and smiling at him. Yeah. I mean, let's compare it to last year, right? So last year, wife's pregnant. We know we're having a kid. I was spending more of my time in preparation mode, stressing about what's going to happen next. So I wasn't really living in the moment. I was always looking ahead, but looking ahead in a way where it's like, what if this, what if that? And I I found myself always going back and forth between, am I enjoying myself or not? Because I also didn't go to as many events as I usually would last year. I didn't go out as often to be with friends as I usually would, because I was always thinking about what's going to be like having this kid. (laughs) And so when I compare it to now that he's here and that I actually have cut my schedule, what seems like, let's just say 30 to 40% less stuff is going on, but yet I have more projects that have come out. It's mainly because, you know, when the whole COVID-19 thing hit in March, half my client base disappeared within two weeks. Now, thankfully being finance minded, I was prepared I was like, okay, I'm not going to pay myself for a while. I'm going to make sure the team is taken care of. Everyone will be taken care of first. I'm okay. I will take care of the team. I'll make sure that we have enough work to keep things going. And we did. We still had plenty of work to take care of. And the clients that stayed, I mean, they're benefiting quite a bit now that they're still around, right? But losing 15 clients, going from 30 to 15, is a huge drop. And so I looked at that as an opportunity versus a loss. 
And I looked at it as, well, my kid is three and a half months, four months old now. I'm going to spend more time with him. I'm going to finish this book that's been in my brain for what seems like three years. I'm going to start working on a course that people have been begging me to create for what seems like five years now. I'm going to do this podcast that has been in my head for a year. Like all these things that I had delayed and put off to the side, it now gave me the time and attention I needed to put them in the rotation. And then as I put them in the rotation, I realized how much more I enjoyed it. And so by not panicking, by not overextending myself to the point of like offering discounts on my services or, or getting desperate and asking people to be like, we'll do trials and all this other stuff. Not only did the business rebound, we're almost back to where we were before, but some of the projects we have on board now could actually take us beyond what we thought we would be in the earlier part of 2020 when we did all the planning. And so the book's out, the podcast is, is pretty much out, you know, YouTube channel's out, like everything is moving compared to before. So I'm having way more fun because I actually needed that little bit of chaos in order to kickstart the other things that I've been telling myself I was finally going to do. And it was almost like the universe's way of saying, hey, guess what? I just gave you four hours in the day extra. Mm. Now it's your time to go get it done. So, And yeah. what are some of the extra things that you've been personally doing for yourself now now that all this stuff's going on, right? Clarity is yeah. what you really have. Like for me, yeah. that's what I get listening to you. So what are some things that you're just doing for fun now for you? Yeah. So, um, I mean, for fun, like I, I never used to watch TV whatsoever. And now like my wife and I have specific shows that we watch together, right? Which we didn't have before. What are you watching? Um, like, for example, on Netflix, we watch Dark, the show Dark. We watch Ozark. We'll watch, I mean, there's a ton. I'm blanking on things right now, but there's like certain ones that as they come back every year, it's like, okay, that's the one we're going to stick to, right? And the thing is that before, like a show would come out and I'd probably be three, four months behind because it's like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll get to it whenever. And I would just keep putting the thing off. And it's not like I'm trying to keep up with people on shows, but it's like, hey, when it's out, it's the hottest. It's when people are talking about it. It's when you can talk to people about what's going on in the season. So I wanted to get more on that type of schedule where it's like, you know what, this thing's out this weekend, let's take some time to watch it, right? I wasn't doing that before. I was pushing things off in the, you know, into months and months and months beyond, because I thought it wasn't important, or it's not, uh, it's not that big of a deal. But in reality, I need that time off. I needed a little bit of time away from the desk away from the computer. And I wasn't doing that before. So I'm spending time with my with my wife watching TV. I'm playing video games that I I went almost a whole year not playing Xbox and I love Xbox. I just didn't play because I thought, oh, I'm wasting my time. No, no, no. Half an hour to an hour. That time unwinding gets me going. What do you play on Xbox? Call of Duty, which seems like everyone in the world is playing right now. Anything that's NBA 2K, so like every year I get the new one. And then, you know, I'll, I'll I have like the new Star Wars Battlefront game and there's a couple other ones. Like those are the core three that I play a lot. But I mean, I'll, I'll be on 2K or Call of Duty all night. <laughs> if I don't tell myself to stop, I'll just keep going. Right? Well, because- we'll, we'll exchange uh, handles. Those are the three that I play. So it was cool that I just asked because I was like, all right, cool. See, I line up well. Hey, I wanted to check out uh, some of the things that people have been saying about your book, which is really, really awesome. The new MBA, you know, how to build a business that you love and take control of your finances without losing who you are. The author leads the readers through a journey of step-by-step business principles present in the 21st century. Super helpful. One of the things that I loved is you kind of like made a disclaimer for it. Like, you know, it's kind of for anybody and uh, it's specific for like certain criteria. I love the never give up mentality. Uh, You know, I believe these words 
and close our uh, an important and challenging message with everyone must bear in their minds the new MBA, how to build uh, a business, was written by David. It's both thought provoking and a useful read. The book is incredible and super helpful for people who are eager to follow their dreams, goals, and keep on moving against all the odds. So, you're listening right now and you're loving what David's throwing down, you know, go do yourself a favor. You know, A, always support an author. I, I, I say having a book is like the new business card. It's difficult. <laughs> yeah. You heard him say something very specific. You know, he had this idea for like three plus years. He just took action. The only difference between most people in this world is they don't take action and then they complain about and shit ain't working right. David made something happen. Um, we were talking about his numbers on uh, the interview afterwards uh, last week or whatnot. And one of the things that was consistent was David is not sitting around waiting for things to happen. There's a lot of different types of people that you're going to come across. He's making things happen. And the same thing for you listening right now. You decided to make something happen by listening to this episode, taking notes. Now I'm asking you to get into action, right? I asked you to go leave a review, get his book read his book, implement it, and see what you can do. Maybe maybe you've been stuck at a job. Maybe you're in a relationship that's, hey, you know, it's not really where you want to be. But the most important thing is you want to be in action. That's what life's all about. And uh, then you get the opportunity to be in freedom and, and making such a priority. And I love the fact that the connection piece, too, with your wife about sitting down and spending 30, 40 minutes watching some episodes. We've, we've been reading books together. My wife and I will sit you know, next to each other in bed. We're watching TV shows. We're laughing, um, having a good time. And all that really, the only thing happens is you just make that a priority. Mm-hmm. So much of life is, is that we're just in a routine and we're stuck. So yeah. David, I just really want to say thank you for sharing today. And uh, what are some good ways people can get a hold of you? Yeah. So Facebook is where I'm at all the time. So you can go to facebook.com slash S-C-H-L-O-S-S-Y. It's pronounced Schlossy. It's what everyone calls me since seventh grade. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram. So it's just Instagram.com slash David M. Schloss. I'm on those two platforms the most. And of course, you know, you can see the new MBA on Amazon or, uh, you know, d- uh, convertroi.com if you want to work with me on anything advertising or consulting. I love it. Well, what we're going to do right now is we're going to throw you into the fulfillment round, a bunch of random questions, no rights, no wrongs. You just can't say no. You have to make it up. If So if you're stuck, just make up a freaking answer. That's my only ask of you when you're on the show is you play and have fun. All right. So all I need from you now is I am ready. I'm ready. And now it's time for the fulfillment round. No phoning friend, no using the Google machine, no digging into storage for the Encyclopedia Britannica's. And I promise, Tony won't make you cry. And if you don't know the answer, just make it up. The Fulfillment Round brought to you by ShipOffers.com for all your product and fulfillment needs. Now, Tony, you ready to ask some questions? All right. Seafood dinner out with your wife here in Colorado. How different is it than it is in uh, Florida? Oh, this is a meat state. (laughs) It's definitely not even close compared to if you're in like Miami and the source of where that food's coming from is right there. Right. So yeah. I love it. Have there. you found any good restaurants that you really, really like here in Colorado? Yeah, there's quite a few in Longmont where I'm at. There's one called the post, which they are known for chicken and waffles. They were actually on the food network and I didn't know this until I went there. Incredible. And then um, there's a place here called pump house as well. It's like a bar American food type of place. Great atmosphere, good food. Everyone's cool. So, yeah, I mean, just my town alone has a bunch of great places. 
I love it. It's cool. You know, it's it's neat when you interview people that are local too, because you get to go, oh, he's in Longmont, not that far away. I, the post, I'm gonna go check that out. Mm-hmm. What what's something that when you look back over the last like ten years of your life, you were most proud of? Well, first, I was I was obviously most proud of getting started in business because I never actually thought I'd own a business. It was never something that came across my mind. I just thought I would be some you know some guy on Wall Street at some point. And so I'm incredibly happy for that. But I'm also thankful and proud of the fact that I helped my parents start their own business. So when they moved out to Colorado, they actually started a a catering business and they're continuing to do that. You know, some ups and downs along the way, but they're still doing it. So very proud of helping them with that. And then proud of actually becoming a a husband and a father, because that was actually something I pushed off for a very long time. And then one day just woke up and said, you know what, I think I'm ready. And then became a reality within a year. I love it, man. And, you know, the, the, the cool thing talking to you is, is there's a quiet, but a calm, but a very astute and very smart business person right there. Right. I love the fact too, that you were throwing out some games earlier and I was like, he said something. And I think so many people in life, they hunker down and they focus. And, and there's a lot of people I've, I followed network marketing and whoever they say, you know, hustle, hustle, grind, 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 Gary Vee. You can get lost in all of the minutia, all that stuff. And the real reality is, is making you again a priority. And I love that today that you found that a little bit on your journey of just like, it was always there. You were just busy with life. And then you're like, I could manage 12, but then it took me managing 12 to realize that I probably needed help. Mm-hmm. What was the, like some of the things that you noticed that were triggers that helped you to realize you needed to hire help to help you grow your business and get some of your life back? I was working 12 hours a day on other people's stuff and none of my own. That was the first indicator. I was like, oh, okay. So I'm up from, you know, I'm working on these campaigns from eight until, you know, 10 o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night. And then when I finally have some brain power to think about my own stuff, it's all gone. All of that motivation and, and drive is just gone because I'm, I'm just beating the death on working on other stuff. And so I found myself just overworking on other people's businesses. And I'm like, why is mine not growing any faster? Because I'm putting all my attention on their businesses only, none on my, on my own. And then on top of that, I started noticing that I was spending no time with friends, no time with my girlfriend, now wife at the time. I was just completely disconnected from people. And so just understanding that I had very little time with the people that I wanted to be around was enough for me to go, maybe if I just hire one person, I can get a half an hour back. Maybe if I hire two people, I can get an hour back. And I just started doing the math. Once again, being a math person, I just started figuring out, okay, how much does it cost for me to get a VA or a full-time contractor? And, and how does that help me? Does it allow me to go to the gym? Does it allow me to go out and have dinner with, you know, with Erica, does it allow me to go see some friends every weekend? If it does, great. I will sacrifice a couple thousand dollars to make sure that I can do that. And I did. First, I made the first hire. It was a part-time position. It saved me actually about an hour and a half of my time. I was like, great. This is awesome. Let me go find another person because monetarily it made sense. I'm like, let's get a second one. And then it just became this snowball effect. By the time I got the second one, it only took me about three weeks to find the third person. And it just kept going and going and going. And now I have my, I call them my core seven because I've taught all of them along the way. Like they were all fresh to business. None of them had a previous advertising history or work in business whatsoever. These were all 
people that were starting fresh. They were like, I want a new opportunity. And I said, great, I can provide that to you and I will teach you everything along the way. And so I I still have those people. I just saw a great video from Chandler Bolt. I don't know if you know who Chandler is, Mm self-publishing school. And he was talking about don't hire the people like in your internet marketing circle, right? He's like, because they're just going to, a, maybe just not be a great fit, but you trained them up. Now you've trained them. You've, you've given them a skill. They're like, I could take that skill, which is awesome. I tell every person here who's ever worked for me before or in the future, like we're just a stepping stone for your greatness. We're, we're just going to provide love on you, give you all the skills to help you be successful. Hope you stick around as long as you can. But when it's time for you to flap your wings and go fly away, man, I'll give you the runway to even make that possible. So mm-hmm. I love that you're doing that and you found your seven. So um, I just want to say thank you first and foremost for you know, being a guest, coming on, being a good friend, and just also just somebody who's just easy to talk to. Um, last, last question, really easy for you. A piece of advice you were given along the way, maybe it was uh, in school or maybe in college from a friend that has stuck with you that you kind of think about often. When my mentor, uh, when I first met him, it was in year seven of me having a business. So 2014. And my business fell apart. It was the first time my business completely fell apart. I remember calling him on the day that I was freaking out. I mean, this was the same day that I was crying in my office. I couldn't figure things out. I was on the floor, just like not sure what to do next. I remember I was just sitting on the floor crying. I was like, I don't, I don't know what else I can do. Everything's falling apart. When I had a conversation with him, he said to me, and it's not a specific phrase or anything. It was the conversation itself. He goes, I often find that every seven years, there's a cycle where things change, whether it's in your business life, your personal life, all of it combined. He goes, you are in year seven. You are going through the breakthrough moment. It just so happens that your year seven is you finding the actual business you want to build, being with the actual clients you want to work with, making the actual money you want to make. Like you're, you're figuring it out finally, because these first six years, you were just throwing everything at the wall. And unfortunately, nothing was sticking. So welcome to year seven. And what's funny is I am now in my second cycle. And it just so happened, COVID came around. So when I still talk to this guy and I call him and I say, hey, I think I'm going through the year seven uh, withdrawal again. He goes, the only difference now compared to before is that you're prepared. Is that you already know what it's like. So he tells you it's, it's the year of seven, right? It's just every seven years, something big happens in your life and it's whether or not you want to be prepared for it. And it's just so happened I had a, that the year seven had a huge impact on me because everything turned around and it's been phenomenal since. Seven's a good number for you. Maybe you should, uh, next time you, you gamble, you got seven employees, like core, right? Yep. Seven core is seven. the magic number. Yep. You've been through it once. You've been through it again. That's three sevens. You throw those yep. numbers down the next time you're in Vegas or whatnot. But David, thanks so much for coming on today. Share a little bit about who you are, what you do. And uh, we'll make sure all the links and everything, you can find those over at TonyGrubmeyer.com. We'll get links to the book. We'll get links to uh, your podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, just thank you so much for being a guest today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is David Schloss. And I love the fact that he said his social handle, and he says, this is what my friends call me over here, Sloshy. And I, I like that. You know, I like somebody who just gives you who they really are, and then this is what my friends call me, and he invited you to call him a friend. See, that's what's cool about listening to David today. So make sure you uh, follow up with David if you're interested. Check out uh, Convert ROI, and we'll have those links as well. And until next time, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, choose to make today the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? 
Take the next step now at www.tonygrubmeyer.com. Enter your details to get the first week of the Be Fulfilled Journal for free. It includes access to our private community of thousands of other entrepreneurs. It'll give you more clarity and freedom in your day. And it might just change your life forever. Forever.